Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. So for those that will, that really like to go in and take notes and everything, you can go ahead and go in and take notes and kind of get a feel for where we're at. So we're in volume number one, lesson number seven of developing your spiritual senses. So that's going to be uh, important to realize uh, where we're at. And so we covered some things and we're going to kind of uh, reiterate a little bit because we dealt with uh, the conscience, right? Uh, and so as a believer, we want to make sure that we have a conscience that is without offense, number one, toward God and toward man. But number one, like I said, toward God, a conscience that is without offense. So I have to allow the Holy Spirit to purge my conscience. And you say, well, preacher, what do you mean the conscience? Well, I know you can go to a scientific term of what a conscience is, but the reality of what God showed me what a conscience is, it's that part of you that will believe something as true without having to think about it. In other words, some people's conscience have been so beat up and overrun and got to a point to where they believe certain things about themselves, about life, and they believe those things in the very inner part of who they are. And you don't even have to, you know, uh, particularly think of it from a cognitive place. It's just a part of your balance. It's a part of what you know, what you believe. And so God wants to make sure that our conscious gets to a place where it has been purged from dead works and it has been purged from offense. And so now we have a conscience that is without offense toward God and toward men. And so that's very important as we get to uh, point number one about the Holy Spirit. One of his jobs is to purge our conscience, right? And so we wanna go to the, the book of Hebrews chapter number nine and verse number 14. So let me go ahead and remove my share screen tonight. I pray that for those that like to really uh, take the notes and get you know get fed on the word of God that way, I pray that you took some time to look at it and, and, and look at those points. Uh, and some people say, well, why do you do it this way? And I'm gonna tell you, I do it this way because I've learned that many times uh, the, the children of God, people, there's a lot of people that love God, but don't know God's word. Well, folks, let me tell you something. The reality is this. The only way to know God is to know his word. Why is that? Because God and his word are one. Again, don't turn there, but you might, might want to write this down if you want to. John, the gospel of John, chapter number one, verse number one. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God right? The same was in the beginning with God. So again, if I have the word, then I have God. If I don't have the word, I don't know what God's thinking. I don't know what God's will is. I don't even really know how to pray. I don't know how to do anything because I don't have his word. So that's why we do the teachings the way we do it, because one thing about it, the word of God is so vast and so extensive that you're not going to get it all by just sitting down and reading it. You have to take the word of God, as he says in Isaiah, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. In other words, God's word has to be just like we eat natural food every day. You should eat the word of God every day, right? Unless you're particularly fasting or something of that nature, most of the time people is going to you're going to eat two or three meals a day. Well, folks, 
the only way your spirit is going to be fed is going to be fed by the bread or the meat of the word of God. And now you can't just sit down all at one time and just eat the word all, all you know, all, all day. So you have to learn how to get it in small portions, right? You want to eat the word of God in small portions. Two scriptures here, a scripture there. Meditate on them. Think about them. Uh, apply them to your life. Pray them, right? Speak them. Pray them. Apply them. Glory to God. And that's going to help you develop uh, your relationship with God. But let's go back again, like I said, Hebrews 9. And verse number 14, because part of us, part of, the, uh, of our issue in this generation at, that I found as believers is that people are still uh, bound, if you will, glory to God. I'm talking about born fide believers. They're bound by ball and chain in their conscience, right? They, they don't see themselves, glory to God. Their conscience has not allowed them to see themselves. As, as children of God, as heirs of God, and join us with Jesus Christ. Now, watch what I'm saying, because you can quote that scripture. Anybody can quote the scripture, right? I'm an heir of God. I'm a child of God. You know, they, you can do all that, and that's fine. That's wonderful. But if your conscience is not in agreement with that, you can read the scripture that says you're more than a conqueror, but in the very recesses of your, of your moral balance, of what you really believe without thinking about it, if your conscience is not in agreement with that, it's not going to have an effect on your life. So you say, well, what can I do? Well, the Holy Spirit, thank God for the Holy Spirit, because he will purge our conscience. Glory to God. Now, I, I pray that you grab hold of this. So I have to allow the Holy Spirit of God through the word of God to purge my conscience to where I am. I have, I am conscious and also unconscious in, in the sense of that if God says I'm more than a conqueror, that's just a part of my being. I don't have to think about that. You understand? I don't have to muster up the strength to be more than a conqueror. I am just more than a conqueror because I have received that. So that's why the conscience needs to be purged, right? And many times, We've gone through things, we've had disappointments, we've had situations, failures, mistakes, bloopers, blunders, sins, all kind of stuff that has happened in our life. And our conscience have become, like I said, weighed down with a ball and chain. And even though we, we read what God says about us, in our inner man, we don't really, we haven't really grab, grabbed a hold of it. I hope y'all can hear what I'm saying, because once you grab a hold of in your conscience, in your inner man, what God has said about you, it's going to transform your behavior. It's going to transform your outlook. It's going to transform what you believe can happen, what you truly believe was possible for you and what you can accomplish even though there may be things that are against you, you know that you are more than a conqueror through him that loves you. Why? Because your conscience have been purged from the dead works. Okay, glory to God. Hallelujah. So, so here we go. Hebrews chapter number nine and verse number 14. And he says this here. He, he says, again, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. What is he talking about? Well, if you go back, he's talking about, you know, when they had to sacrifice the goats and the, you know, all of the things, the animals, the blood of bulls and goats and all of that. In other words, no religious activity I need to slow down here and I can tell this that I can't feel this in my spirit. No religious activity can purge the conscience. And that's what some people do. They think that going to church, that is not bad to go to church. It's a good thing to go to church. But going to church does not purge the conscience. That's why you can have folks in the church. I'm talking about the building and everything. 
singing all the songs of Zion, but yet walk out of the walk out of the service, and their heart is gripped with fear because just religious services and activities cannot purge the conscience. Folks, what you believe in your conscience will affect the way you feel, the way you think, the way you believe, the way you behave, what you expect to happen in your life, how do you, how, what do you expect to be able to receive, all of that, because it's, it's built in to the conscience. So I gotta get to a place where my conscience is being purged. In other words, when the Bible says something about me, I, ha I have the capacity in my spirit, in my inner conscience, in my spirit to accept that. Are y'all following follow with me here? There's a lot of believers that will read the scriptures, but their conscience can't grab a hold of it. Let me, let me, let me read this here again. Let, watch this. Hebrews 9, I'm going to go back to verse 12 now, and we're going to go read 12 through 14. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained, glory to God, eternal redemption for us. Glory to God. For, the, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, right? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The conscience being purged from trying to right the wrongs and get rid of the guilt of our wrongdoings and things that we did not live up to in our own strength. Folks, you can't do that. Nobody can do that. And that's why some people can never really receive from God, glory to God, because they're trying to be worthy to receive. Folks, you and I are not gonna be worthy except through the eternal spirit, right? In other words, the blood of Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to purge my conscience to let me know that I am truly an heir of God. Glory to God, man. Whew. Glory to God. <laughs> I pray that you grab because listen, you gotta ask, you gotta ask God for the grace that we need. We gotta ask God for the wisdom that we need. We ask whatever we need so that we can receive the understanding of these of the realities of the things that God has said to said to us. Yes, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but we are justified through His blood. Glory to God! You're not justified by any religious works. You're not justified by fasting and praying. You and I cannot be justified by doing revivals. Glory to God. But we are justified through the, through the blood of the one that sacrificed himself for us. Now, I got to get to a place where I receive that. Glory to God. And once I can receive that, the Holy Spirit goes to work now. Glory to God and purges my conscience from the ball and chain that all the stuff that I remember that I've done, all the things that I've experienced, all of that stuff that's a part of my conscience, the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to purge all of that so that now I know that I am indeed and in fact a child of God, an heir of God, glory to God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Somebody got to give him some praise right there because, folks, that's how you receive. Ooh, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, that's how we receive from God because you receiving from God not based upon your own worthiness, but based upon what he has said concerning you and then, and now, and, I, 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 and now the Holy Spirit is gonna, 
I'm really trying to communicate this. He, there's, there's certain things that we've all experienced, right? There's certain things that have happened to us, things that we have done ourselves, uh, transgressions, iniquities, past sins, all kind of stuff. And all that stuff finds its way into the conscience. And you can, that's why, watch this. Some of you understand what I'm saying. That's why you can get saved and you've been saved for a while now, but all of a sudden this stuff come back up in you that you like, where did that come from? I thought I was over that. I thought I already had that beat. How did that come back into my life? Well, the conscience gets to be purged. And the Holy Ghost, that's one of his jobs is to purge the conscience. Glory to God. And folks, he wants to do that. And he's going to work on a, you and I to do that. And folks, don't uh, don't get to a place where you feel in uh you don't want to feel, watch this, you don't want to feel condemned or beat down or beat up or feel like you, listen, because folks, we are not worthy in ourselves, but he has made us worthy. Did you catch that? And if you can catch that revelation tonight, it's going to it's gonna help you. So the Holy Spirit is going to constantly work on our, our conscience. What is one of the things he's going to do? One of the things he's going to do, he's going to let you know quickly if you've done wrong. He's going to let you know when you are out of the way. Listen, he's going to let you know if you're not really praying and seeking him, right? He's going to nudge you into the presence of God. And when you do wrong, whether, whether you have been, let me say it like this, whether you were caught or found out by any man, when the Holy Spirit lets you know that you acted wrong, that you you had a bad attitude, whatever the case may be, you didn't speak, you spoke kind of rough to your spouse, you spoke whatever, whatever it is, because the Holy Spirit's going to tell you whatever, then we have to be quick to repent. I have to learn how to be quick to admit my wrong and repent of it, Right? not make an excuse for why I said what I said. Come on, I'm talking about, I don't know if anybody can hear me, but I know, if I don't know about your Holy Ghost, but my Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost that I have, he, you know, he sometimes, he can work you over. You may not, nobody may not know what you were thinking, but God knew what you were thinking. And God said, no, that's the wrong attitude. You need, to, you need to ask for forgiveness for that. You need to repent of that. Now, in order to keep developing spiritually, I have to be quick to admit my offense. Folks, watch this. Even in the body of Christ, even with other believers, don't keep the argument going about who was right and who was wrong and who said this and they said that and they said the other thing. Listen, learn how to be quick to admit offense. Glory to God. Watch this. How we can't, many times we can't even grow the way God wants us to grow in the body of Christ because we want to justify ourselves. But folks, I've learned this. You can, you can be a peacekeeper even if you weren't the one that actually done wrong. Because if you know that God himself is the one that's going to justify you, you don't have to be justified in the in the eyes of another person so you can admit offense glory to god and, and and you can sometimes you might be the one to apologize even if you didn't do anything wrong why so because god's going to continue to develop your spiritual senses right so i want to i want to i want to get to that place you want to get to that place where you're always quick to admit offense, right? You know, David did that. How many How many know the story of King David? Now, David did some messed up stuff. Uh, but, you know, David was called a man after God's own heart. Isn't that interesting? That David did some really rough stuff. <laughs> but he, God said he was a man after his own heart. And I often, ask, I often used to ask God, 
I said, why would you say that David was a man after your own heart when he did what he did uh, with Bathsheba, when he did what he did to Uriah, had the I mean, had the man killed. I mean, that's, I mean, that's some, for lack of a better term, that's some real roguish stuff right there. I mean, that, you know, David was out of whack. But when the God, when God used the prophet Nathan to tell David through the Holy Spirit that he was wrong and that he had did wrong, the reality is David was quick to repent. Quickly, he repented and, and realized that he had done wrong. So let's go over with me to Psalms number 51, if you will, tonight. Psalm 51. Let's go to see what David said. Here's a good example that you and I need to follow when, when the Holy Spirit, now God can use a person, he can use a preacher, he can use a friend uh, to help us see sometimes the error of our way, but sometimes the Holy Spirit himself will let you know, you know, you, you didn't treat that person the way I want you to treat them. Uh, you didn't say, uh, say to them the things that I wanted you to say to them. So don't sit there and make an excuse. Well, Lord, they, they, they gave me a bad look. They gave me an ugly, evil eye. Just if the Holy Spirit deals with you, just obey him. Be quick to obey him. Glory to God. So watch what, watch what uh, uh, David says here in Psalms number 51. And I'm not going to read all of this, but I just want to get uh, I want to get down to verse number six because he's, he's beginning to repent. He said, I was born and I was shaping the iniquity. I was my in sin. Did my mother conceive me? In other words, he was admitting his wrong. Lord have mercy. That, that's, that's saying a whole lot right there. How many of us need to sometimes just admit that we were wrong? Come on, how many, how many marriages don't last because neither the husband nor the wife want to admit that they were wrong? How many arguments last for two weeks and two months because nobody just want to admit that perhaps I didn't see it the way I thought it was? Come on, somebody. I'm saying something right now. Y'all Y'all not saying anything to me. How many, how many churches have split and how many churches have not fulfilled their destiny because people wouldn't come into an agreement and just be quick to admit offense and say, hey, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, forgive me. Let's get, let's get an understanding and let's get the job done. Are y'all with me tonight? Praise God. So we're going to pick it up here at verse number uh, four, and then I'm going to read down. He said, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Isn't that interesting? That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, here, we, here, here it is. Thou desires truth in the inward parts. He, he's dealing with that conscience. You desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. One more verse. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, glory to God, and I shall be whiter than snow. Glory to God. Folks, you got to get that. You want to put that in your arsenal. You want to put that in your personal arsenal when it comes to your spiritual development. Don't ever get to a place where you don't think that you that that purging of the conscious still need to be happening in your life. You don't ever want to get to that place where you don't realize that there's a deeper work that God still has to do. Right. It, it, and, and you like I said here, you don't have to be, quote unquote, busted or put on blast for your wrongdoing in order for you to say, wash me and purge me and cleanse me. Glory to God. God wants us to get to that place where we are so sensitive to the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, that he can tell you, hey, that's not what I want from you. That's not how I want you to act. That's not the attitude I want you to have, whatever it is. And then quickly, you know, purge me. Let there be truth in the inward parts. 
truth in the hidden part of my heart. Folks, and if you can do that, then God can continue to lift you and bless you and raise you up. Why? Because you're not, let me say it like this. What you are manifesting is what you really are. You understand what I'm saying? You're not putting on a show for, for the camera. You're not putting on a show, uh, you know, for the masses. This is the life that you live, right? You can be a witness and be called a child of God because you've allowed the Holy Spirit to work in you, right? You've allowed him to work in you. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of wrap this up with this one thing tonight, because I want to show you something here that how dangerous it is to not allow the Holy Spirit to work with you, right? How many people have, you know, been in church folks? Come on. Now there's, there's an issue. We got a problem in the body of Christ. How is it that we can't forgive? How is it that we, we can't reconcile? How is it that we can't come together and, and, and get over the arguments and the debates and the, I'm, I'm not talking about unbelievers because I understand that completely. When people are sinners, sinners going to do what they do. They're going to sin. But I'm talking about how is it that the righteous don't know how to be peacemakers? How is it that the righteous can't seem to come together and get to a place of understanding, understanding and agreement? It's because somebody is not allowing truth to work on the inward parts. Yeah. Oh Lord, I, I almost don't want to say that because I, you know, because I'm not, I'm not picking on nobody. I'm not trying to make nobody feel bad. But come on now, somebody, if you saved. It seemed like you should be able to forgive. If the husband and wife are saved, how is it that two saved people can't forgive each other and getting divorced? Somebody say amen. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get off of that tonight because I can feel the, I can feel y'all spirit looking at me. Lord Jesus, come on now, Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody tonight. Say amen. All right, let me go here. Praise God. Let me show you how dangerous this is, though, folks. Go to go with me to the book of St. John. It's a, so there's a real issue when people that are saying that they know him can't find a way to, to reconcile. You know, the Bible says that we actually have the ministry of reconciliation. So how is it that we can't come together? Well, somebody is not allowing their conscience to be purged. Somebody is still trying to justify themselves. Somebody is trying to be right in their own estimation and uh, instead of allowing God to be the judge. And folks, that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. So we want to look at, let me show you here, the. let me show you here the Pharisees. Folks, now, how many people, I, I, I'm not talking about nobody now, I'm not talking nobody, talking about it, but how many people have allowed a Pharisee spirit to begin to get on them because of their religious works, right? Uh, because of all the things that they have accomplished. Watch the Pharisees here. And it's very important. Jesus says this, we're on, we're on point number three. I have to get to a place where I accept the truth, right? Accept God's word. You know, the Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instructions in righteousness, so the word of God is given to do some correcting in my life, not only correcting, but instructing, reproving, glory to God, and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. So I have to get to, a, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to work on you to where God, when God's trying to teach you and I, that I'm not, I'm not making excuses for why I can't do 
what God's asking me to do. Not making any excuses for that, but saying, yes, Lord. And allowing the Holy Spirit to work his work of perfection in us. Because folks, whether you realize this or not, God has a, a picture of you in his mind to conform you to the image of Christ. And, and, and one thing about the father, the father is not going to stop working until the job is done. You will run, you and I will wear out before God gets tired of working on you. God knows the end from the beginning and things that are not yet done saying, my counsel will stand and I will do all my pleasure. So God is going to sit as a refiner's fire and as a fuller's soap. And he's going to purify the sons of Levi. In other words, those people that are called by the name of the Lord, the foundation of God stand assured that everyone that is naming the name of Jesus Christ, you and I have to get to a place where we depart from iniquity. Glory to God, because God's foundation stands sure. Folks, and again, that iniquity, you got to hear me, iniquity, that stuff that is on the inside. See, people can see your sins. I may, you may see my sin, you may see my transgression, but you don't see my iniquity. But God sees the iniquity. And if God, in other words, that stuff that is hidden on the inside, that it takes the blood of Christ and the eternal spirit to purge the conscience. And that's why there's a lot of folks that can't stand up, even right now, in the, in the area we're in. Folks, this should be our time. Boy, I almost feel like preaching tonight. Good God Almighty. We should be, right now, we should be standing up and saying, if you need to see an answer, you can look at me. How, how can I say that? Because I become what God said and become a manifestation, glory to God, of the sons of God. But if that stuff is still in me, if iniquity and disobedience and wanting to do it my way is still in me, I don't have the strength to stand before my enemies. Glory to God. As long, Lord Jesus, as long as Israel was obeying God, they had the strength to stand before their enemies. But as soon as they got to a place of disobedience, they no longer have the strength to stand before their enemies. So God's trying to purge all out, purge out, purge out the iniquity in us. Folks, and nothing wrong, repentance is not a bad word. Come on, repentance is not, you know, admit our wrongs, admit when we are not hitting on all cylinders. Look, if you ain't praying, just admit it. Say, God, I know I ain't been praying. You know, cleanse my heart. Give me a desire, a thirst for you. Huh? You ain't been reading your Bible? God, uh, give me a hunger and thirst. God, I repent. Uh, whatever it is. You, ain't, you haven't been being a witness, sharing your faith? Uh, God, give me, give me a grace that I need to, to be about your business. Instead of trying to allow pride to think that your religious works are going to give you some kind of, uh, some kind of, if you will, leeway with God, because it's not. So notice this, what he says here. So I, I want you to beware, uh, and, and, and we'll look at this as well next week as well, but beware of a seared conscience. But let me show you a picture of this in the Pharisees. See, you can be, you can do so many religious activities and religious works that your conscience is, is beginning to be seared. You, we, you begin to actually live hypocrisy. You actually begin to live a lie. You begin to get, you can get to a place where you are operating in what I call the King Saul syndrome. In other words, King Saul. God had took the kingdom away from him. And the only thing he was really concerned about was looking good in front of the people instead of getting right with God. Say amen tonight. And I know that's why I need you to share this word because there's a lot of people that need to hear this stuff because there's a lot of folks that are, are being seduced by uh, 
seducing spirits, even religious spirits that, you know, just because you post something on Facebook don't mean you're walking with God. Say amen tonight. Okay. So, so beware. Beware of a conscience that is no longer sensitive to the nudgings of God's spirit. And how do you get there? Watch the Pharisees. And, and, and when you get a chance, just read that whole eighth chapter of John. But we're only, we're only going to read verses 42 through 47. But watch these Pharisees. And Jesus said unto them, if God were your father. Now, these are religious people now. These are folks doing all the religious things. If God were your father, you would love me. This is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. For I proceeded forth and I came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Now watch Jesus. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and, and watch this, and abode not in the truth. Remember, we just read, thou desireth truth in the inward parts, truth in that inner man, truth. He, he abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him, and there's no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. Yes, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Now folks, that's just, that's just deep. And these are really, really religious people. But again, their religious works had got them to a place of hypocrisy to where they were doing things and not allowing the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, to purge their conscience. So now here is Christ on the scene and they refuse to hear his word. Then they got all to a place where they said, we know God spoke to Moses, but as for this Jesus, we don't know who he is. But Jesus said, you can't hear my word because if you're of the truth and if you love the truth, then you can hear my word. Folks, I'm saying something. I'm telling you this is going to help somebody and it's going to help you help somebody because folks, if, if, a folk, if people are going to church, doing all these things, call themselves a Christians, but their life is not lining up with the word of God, somewhere they have not allowed the Holy Spirit to go down deep into the conscious and begin to break some of those chains. You can be saved. I'm not saying they're not going to heaven, but they're still bound in iniquity. Glory to God. You can find that over there in the book of Acts where the man, the sorcerer got saved, got born again, but then he tried to ask the apostles that he wanted to pay the apostles money trying to buy the gift of God. He believed he was baptized, Simon. He believed that he was baptized, but then he saw the apostles lay hands on people that got filled with the Holy Ghost. Then this man said that he, he, he's a believer. He says let he offered them money to try to get the gift of laying on hands so somebody could get the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, you're still bound in iniquity. Well, I'm saying some stuff tonight. Glory to God. He, he believed, but he was still bound in iniquity. His thought process, his conscience had not been purged by the, by the receiving of the word of God. And by, again, admitting the wrong, admitting the offenses, allowing the word of God to purge the inner, inner thought of the heart. So, so folks, I want to I want to send you, if you will, an encouraging word of warning, uh, of exhortation, of admonishing. Don't get into a place 
where you do a lot of religious things, a lot of religious works, and, 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 and stop allowing the Holy Spirit to take the truth and to begin to purge every thought process that was not birthed in God, every conscious thinking, a way of acting or doing that was not birthed by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Folks, we are in a season now where again, just as he says in first Timothy chapter number four, in the last days, perilous times will come because people will begin to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies and having their conscience seared. Folks, thank God for his grace. And I'm going to have to stop right here because I I I see some folks, I'm sure I didn't make somebody mad, but there's there's too many divorces happening in the body of Christ. Come on, there's too many second and third and fourth and fifth marriages. Now, God is still gracious. God is still merciful. Hear what I'm saying? But at some point, we got to let the word of God correct us. We got to let the word of God instruct us in righteousness so we can learn what to do so we can have the victory so that we know how to uh, possess our vessel in sanctification and in honor. Glory to God that we overcome the stuff that the enemy tried to put uh, certain chains, if you will, on our spirit because our conscience had not been purged. Glory to God. So folks, I want to leave you with that tonight. Glory to God. Let me go to one last verse. Go with me, if you will, to the book of Proverbs. And we're going to finish with this tonight. I'm going to to have to stop with this tonight. Glory to God. Go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter number six. The book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, chapter number six. I pray that you're getting this. And I really do pray that the Holy Spirit will take the word of God that I'm speaking out of my mouth and begin to share it with your inner man. Folks, we got we to gotta pray that God would deliver us from our iniquity. You know, and, and, and that's stuff that, you, you know, you, you, like I said, nobody may not never see it, but God sees it, right? Nobody may not never know the way you're thinking, what's going on. See, and so, watch this. When I, when I start telling God that I'm no good and I start telling God that, uh, you know, God says, I, he says, you're blessed. And I say, I'm not blessed. Then that's iniquity, folks. Folks, I'm I'm telling God he's a liar. When he says he raised us up together to sit together in heavenly places in Christ, if I don't receive that in my spirit, then my conscience hadn't been purged. I'm still saying, nah, I'm I'm not raised up. I'm I'm just nobody. I'm just, see, were you telling God that you are something that God didn't say you were? Okay, y'all with me here? Praise God. Now, don't, don't, don't get mad at this. Just, just receive it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Here we go. Last, last thought. Watch what he says in Proverbs chapter number six, verse number 20. He says this. He says, my son, keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee, and when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Now here's verse number 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light, and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. Did you see that? Again, the commandment is a lamp. The law is a light. When you're talking about commandments, you're talking about the word of God. It's a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. But what is he going to do? Reproofs of instructions. Again, that's going back to 1 Timothy 3, where it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for what? For reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. God tells us how to live. God tells us what's good. And he tells us what's not good. 
whether something is popular or whether it's not popular, doesn't matter. If whatever God says it is as a believer, that's how I have to receive it. And allow the Holy Spirit of God to come in and begin to uh, purge all falsehood and all of that stuff out of my spirit. Glory to God. Folks, I pray that you got something out of this tonight. Glory to God. And I want to encourage you to, as we get ready to pray here uh, again, for you that are with us every every Tuesday uh, and even on Sunday morning, but also you can go to uh, Google and just uh, te- type in the Mind of Conception podcast. And you can hear, uh, you can get the teaching again. You can listen to it. Uh, you can have it on your smartphone all the time. These are just different ways you can do that. Uh, it's free. You don't have to pay any money, anything like that. But I want you to get the word of God. I'm, I'm determined to raise up a people uh, in this hour that will be about the father's business and a people that will know what they believe. Folks, folks, listen uh, and, 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 and hear my heart in the right way hear, and receive this the right way. Folks, you know, my wife said something at the beginning. You got to train yourself. You got to, that's again, developing your spiritual senses. Train yourself for the victory that Christ purchased for us on Calvary. Let your spirit grab a hold of it, right? Don't just sit there and say, oh, I don't know what I'm going through. You got to, you got to, again, as the Bible says, that the king from days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it, bless God, by force. Folks, your enemy is not going to just roll over and let you have a good life. But Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Folks, that's the battleground right there. The lines have been drawn. So you got to let the enemy know, I'm not settling for less than abundant life. Not selling for it. So God purge me, get all iniquity, all falsehood, all false ways of thinking, get it all out of my spirit, purge my spirit with it out of, from all that stuff so I can hold on to what you died and purchased for me on your death on the cross at Calvary. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you uh, again to do those things, make those uh, circumstances a part of your everyday life. Feed yourself on the word of God, right? Learn how to learn how to get, let the wisdom of God work in you. Uh, let it play. Play the word of God at your on your job. Whatever you, I mean, you know, don't let the enemy seduce you. Thinking you're going to miss out on something in this present earth. Folks, God is the author and the finisher. He's the alpha and he's the omega. <laughs> Lord Jesus, uh, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. He, he's the beginning and the end. So you're not going to miss out on anything. Glory to God. Amen. But listen, folks, we love you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to do this before we uh, begin to end our call for you again uh, that are watching on uh, Facebook Live and on YouTube. I want to tell you, my friend, this is the time to give your heart to Jesus. Right now is your opportunity. We're in a season of grace. We're in a season of favor. God has given you favor right now to get things right with the Lord. He's given us time and space to repent, right? We've we've experienced a lot of things in the last couple of years, but I'm telling you what I've learned over the years. When things manifest and things happen, that's because God wants you wants you to deal with things. When things pop up in your life, that's the time that God's saying, look, turn to me with all of your heart, with mourning, with weeping and fasting. So I don't know who you are, who I may be talking to, but I'm asking you, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ in the pardoning of your sins? Have you made peace with God? I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about joining this church. I'm not talking about being a denomination or anything, but have your sins been purged by the eternal spirit through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the gospel is just that, that repentance should be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem, that you can have repentance and the remission of your sins. 
Tonight, my friend, I'm asking you, if you don't know, nobody has been promised tomorrow. So you want to ask yourself, am I ready to meet the almighty? Am I ready to meet my maker? And if you're not, I want to ask you, my friend, it's time for you to repent of your sins. It's time for you to say, Lord, forgive me. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you and against only against you only have I done this evil in your sight. Purge me and by the blood of Jesus, I confess him as my Lord and Savior. And I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the only way to salvation. My friend, if you do that tonight, not it ain't about the preacher. It ain't about no church. It's about God seeing the truth of your heart. God desires truth in the inward parts. And if that's your cry, a simple prayer, you don't have to shout, you don't have to yell, you don't have to scream, you don't even have to cry, but a simple prayer from the truth of your heart, the Holy Spirit will do the work. And my friend, you can be born again and your life will never be the same from this day forward. So do that, if you will, tonight, let God come into your heart and change your life forevermore. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. And we praise you for. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.